We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A very important victory for the Pelicans as they hope to get into the top six and not have to go into the play-in. Knicks, meanwhile, in their final road game, fought hard, were short-handed. Played a terrific game, but came up short down the stretch. Yeah, kudos to the Knicks showing a lot of pride. They gave it all. They left it all out on the court tonight. All right. Um, that was a fun game. Uh, unfortunately, one of the Knicks did not pull out. Uh, predictably, though, I mean, this was they were final score one thirteen one oh five. So if you took the Knicks to cover, you're in luck because this was an eight and a half point spread, um, which was tied for the largest spread of any Nick game this year, um, tied with the Boston game that they ended up winning in overtime. Um, and it was an eight and a half point spread because obviously the Knicks were not playing several of their key players in this game because this game meant nothing to the Knicks. No Brunson, no Randall, um, no Mitchell Robinson. And uh, they lost 113 to 108, or excuse me, 113 to 105. Um, would have been cool to have the win, especially since, you know, these kids, as they do, um, and is a big part of the reason why this season has been so much fun, fought and fought and fought and fought, and they fought against a team that was playing for a lot because the Pelicans are trying to stave off falling into the play-in, as they should. Um, and they did successfully. And I mean, that's a good team. Even without Zion, that's a that's a very good team. And yet, it's a team that the Knicks were toe-to-toe with really into the last few minutes of the game and then um, were undone by a couple of things that we will that we will certainly talk about uh, right now. Actually, we talk about them. So I want to focus on three things in this game. Um, I think, and in not in order, probably in order of ascending importance. Uh, first, Emmanuel quickly, incredible first quarter uh, started off the game. I think he was five of six in the first quarter. He ended up with six threes, six of 10 from deep 24 points um, on eight of 18 shooting cooled off in the second half for sure as the Pelicans were, um, I guess, more in tune with trying to to shut him down, as they should have been, because he was tearing them up in the first half, basically. Uh, another impressive outing for him. It was another reminder that uh, he is a star on the rise. And even when the Knicks are not with their top two shot creators, he can certainly hold his own in the role uh, that he was given at the same time you saw in the fourth quarter, like 
you know, he's still a third year guy. He's still a third year guy that is still figuring out how to be a lead ball handler in those situations. And Pelicans defense definitely got the better of him a few times. There was a turnover. There was a block shot. Um, you know, not Emmanuel Cookley's best fourth quarter for sure. Um, but a another solid game for him. And I have no doubt that he is going to be very ready uh, to contribute in a very meaningful way in the playoffs. So nice game from quickly. Another nice shooting game from Grimes, although I feel like he didn't shoot it that much in the second half. Only finished with I only finished with nine three point attempts. Look at me. Uh, but he was four or nine from deep for 14 points. Um, solid game from Grimes, you know, the usual <laughs> Josh Hartman. Weird Josh Hartman, one of eight from the field, though. Um, but it, again, that's he's a guy, testament to Tibbs always saying, you don't have to shoot well to play well. He played well. You know, some solid McBride minutes. Um, the last two guys that I want to focus on, and some nice passing from Hartenstein, I should also say. Five assists, all of them in the first half. The last two guys that I want to focus on are Obi Toppin and, and RJ Barrett. And I finished off today the first of probably what's going to wind up being a two or three part um, Cavs series preview for the newsletter for, for next week and thinking about it from the perspective of when the Cavs have the ball, thinking about it from the perspective of when the Knicks have the ball. And to me, and I, I said this, you know, just on the halftime zoom, but I'll, I'll repeat myself in Brunson quickly. Heart, Grimes, you know what you're going to get from all those guys. Julius Randle is a is a wild card for a different reason, for health reasons. And I think there was certainly some, you know, there's certainly been some talk about, oh, well, you know, are the Knicks, the Knicks playing faster without Julius? They're passing more. Like, all that stuff is true. I think that storyline has been overblown a bit. And I think it's just a matter of health. If if Julius Randle gets back and he's healthy and he's rested and he's going to be rested, and if he could just get his conditioning back sooner rather than later, I'm not really worried about him having a positive impact on the Cavs series. That's just me. Um, so that's Randle. And the centers, well, I think the centers are going to be pivotal in particular on defense because I think a 10 out of 10 Mitchell Robinson could be the deciding factor in this Cavs series, in, at least on that end of the floor, because he could, he could guard two players at once, even two, even a really good guard like Donovan Mitchell. Um, on drives, on, on pick and roll specifically. I think the X factors in the series are going to be R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin. And I'll talk about Toppin first, because I think Toppin, if Randall somehow makes a miraculous recovery and he is like, let's just say for argument's sake, he's a hundred percent good to go for game one. I think Toppin's time in this series is going to be minimal. And I, I say that with a little bit of trepidation because like, you know, I don't, what did he hit from three tonight? He was one of four from three tonight. So not his best game from deep, but like, you know, he always does OB Toppin things. Um, and and those things are good. And tonight he pulled out uh, a dribble move from the corner, which was super impressive. Had a couple other nice finishes. He ended up four of nine. Defensively and boxing out rebounds, awareness. Um, I, I, I don't, I think we probably know enough about Obi to say that he's not quite there yet. 
And for me, the wild card slash X factor for Obi is more about on the offensive end. Is he hitting his threes? Is he doing enough of those Obi things to make up for the fact that, um, you know, and again, in a perfect world, this is going to be only against backups. But to me, the question coming down, you know, or, or, or coming down to it for Obi is like, again, assuming Randall is healthy enough to play even, you know, 25 minutes a game or 28 minutes a game. The Knicks at this point have enough guys with, with Josh Hart taking big time minutes at the four where they could, they could fill the rest of the rotation without needing Obi Toppin. And so that's why he's an X factor. Does he do enough of the Obi stuff on offense? And he, can he, can he be above board enough on the defensive end? And tonight you saw again, some good, some not so good, but tonight was really about RJ Barrett. And that's who I imagine most of the focus is going to be on tonight. And I, with acknowledgement that RJ Barrett took nine shots from behind the arc and missed nine shots from behind the arc with the acknowledgement of that. I come out of tonight feeling probably as encouraged about RJ as I have in a really, really, really long time. And that's because I think RJ Barrett's going to be the key to the series. Um, much more of an X factor than, than OB. With the, the reason Obi's still a major X factor is because we just don't know if Randall's going to play. And if they're, if Randall misses like four games or something like that, then like Obi's going to need to play 15 to 20 minutes a night. And it's, can the Knicks survive those 15 to 20 minutes a night on with him on the defensive end? And can they get enough out of him on offense? But that's tied to Randall with RJ. I think it's just, we know what the Cavs are going to do. And we know what the Cavs are not going to do. The Cavs are not going to let Jalen Brunson beat them. That's just not going to happen. And if Julius Randle's in there, they're not still not going to let Jalen Brunson beat them. But again, they're they're and they may challenge Julius a little bit, but like they're gonna at the end of the day, Cleveland is going to dare RJ Barrett. To, they're not gonna dare Julius Randle to beat them. Like they'll live with Julius Randle beating them, which is different to me than and, and Julius, by the way, if depending on how he comes back and looks, he may bend their defense too. And then between him and and Brunson together, to say nothing of Emmanuel quickly, like it it if those if all three of those guys are on their game, then it becomes then RJ Barrett becomes much less of an X factor. I'm assuming again, Randall is more of a question mark, which then anytime RJ Barrett is on the floor, it turns him into the X factor because he's going to have, in all likelihood, one of those little guards slotted on him. Um, and it is going to be up to him. And not necessarily because they could slot one of those little guards on Grimes. But if both of the guards are in there and Mitchell and Garland obviously play a fair amount of the game together, then one of them is going to be on Barrett. So it is up to Barrett to punish that matchup with his strength, which is with his physicality, with his patience, with his poise. And from that perspective, going up against better defenders and driving against better defenders tonight than Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. He was excellent tonight. Excellent. Excellent making shots and excellent passing. And this was as good a collective passing game for RJ as I think I've personally, in my opinion, we've seen in some time. And that is super encouraging. Those two things. The defense, both from an awareness perspective, Hello, maybe 
pay attention to those corner three point shooters, especially when it's um, a guy who's like automatic from the corners. Um, the defense is more of a question mark and they're, I, th- I don't know if I would say they're going to hunt RJ to the same degree that they're going to hunt Brunson. And if Obi's out there, they're going to hunt Obi, but they're going to, they're going to challenge RJ defensively and he's going to need to be better at the point of attack. So that's a big part of the fact of why he's going to be an X factor in that series. And from that perspective, a little bit more of a mixed bag tonight. Talked about the awareness thing on defense. And then there's a the three point shooting, which look, if you're the Cavs, like I, I have a whole thing dropping on. I think I'm going to drop it on Monday about how do the Cavs defend the Knicks or excuse me, sorry, how did the Knicks defend the Cavs? And I think because of the defensive limitations that the Knicks are going to have in their starting lineup, like, they're going to give, whether it's Isaac Okoro or Lamar Stevens, I'm assuming Okoro is going to be back for the playoffs. They're going to give that dude all the corner threes he wants. And, you know, they're going to hustle back out to try to bother it. But like if Isaac Okoro wants to take a dozen corner threes a game, Isaac Okoro is going to get to take a dozen corner threes a game. Now, the part of the reason they live with that is like they know Isaac Okoro doesn't want to take a dozen corner threes a game. Isaac Okoro takes two and a half threes a game, um, which is about his comfort zone. If you are Cleveland, like, and you have Jalen Brunson to deal with and potentially Julius Randle, a healthy Julius Randle to deal with, you're going to welcome RJ taking these three-point shots. And so that is another X factor. Now, just because they're giving you all the room in the world on threes, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to take them. And then that in itself becomes a little battle within the larger war. Like if they're playing 10 feet off of him, does he use that as an opportunity to just get a runway? And does he say, fuck it, I'm, I'll worry about figuring out my three-pointer over the summer. Am I just going to go to the hole um, if they're going to give me the, the free reign to do that? Something to watch. You know, um, I, don't, I don't know. Was tonight rust? I mean, he hasn't really been good from three all year. So we'll see. We'll see. But again, overall, I was encouraged by what we saw from RJ tonight. Looking forward to that Cavs series. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. I think that's it. I don't think that there's anything else that I really need, we need to say about this game. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what people say in the comments. Um, of course, the last thing that I will mention, um, and as I just, <laughs> so there's one minute left in the Bulls Mavs game and boy, have the Mavs been engaging in some absolute like 
we'll, we'll talk about the Mavs. It'll come up. So I'm not going to talk about it too much now because like they actually started playing some of their better players, not just Luka Doncic, like some of their other good players, significant minutes in this game early on. And then they stopped even doing that. Like they stopped, they benched Jaden Hardy and like Dwight Powell. Um, you know, I mean, this has been 22 minutes of AJ Lawson. And if you're sitting here and you're like, I don't know who AJ Lawson is, that that's a, that's fine. You shouldn't know who AJ Lawson is. Um, Theo Pinson. I love him, man. Love him to death. One of my favorite, cool, fun, quirky Knicks of all time. Theo Pinson played 30 minutes tonight. McKinley Wright, 23 minutes. Like, this is the level of tanking chicanery that the Mavs are involved in. And it is shameless. And uh, they are losing after they've been, they've been up between 10 and 15 the entire game. They're losing 115 to 112 right now. So we'll see what happens with that. Okay. On that note, uh, let's do personal injury report presented by our good friends at Weiss and Rosenblum. Don't forget, if you think you may have a personal injury case, um, call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. Again, 212-366-6100. Prior results don't guarantee future outcomes, but if you think you have a case, give them a call, free consultation. Free consultation. Um, if they take their, your case, uh, they don't get paid unless you do. And uh, go with a veteran, not a rookie. So personal injury report tonight. Again, Mitch out, rest. Brunson, pretty sure he could have played. He was out. And then Julius Randle. And um, and that is it. I'll be I'll be curious to see who the Knicks tried out there on Sunday. Um, do we finally get the Trevor Keels minutes? Do we finally get the Jaquan Jeffries minutes? Do we finally get the Dwayne Washington minutes? Dwayne Washington? I think it's Dwayne Washington. Um, more Fournier minutes, more, you know, more McBride, like, you know, they could really, they could rest everybody. Um, or do they, they keep trying these kids out there. Do they want to go for 48 wins? Is that important to them? Is that a, for some reason, is that a nice, nice round number for them to shoot for? I don't, I, I kind of like the, the ring of 48 wins, but um, you know, who knows? Uh, so that is uh, the personal injury report presented by Weiss and Rosenblum uh, moment of the game. Um, Let's do. We had a beautiful Isaiah Hardenstein pass to Quentin Grimes that made it 58 57 right before the uh, first half ended. Um, I got to go with one of the IQ three. So I'm going to go with IQ's step back three to make it 81 77 when the Knicks were making their comeback at the end of the third. And then there's two RJ plays that I, I'm choosing between. And I'm going to go with the one that is more to me, emblematic of what made his night so special. And that was his passing. So quickly through a quick pass to RJ um, and it was towards in the middle, late fourth, fourth quarter, RJ without hesitation, passed the ball right to Sims for what was like a little, actually it wasn't that little. It was a Sims floater, but it was from like eight or 10 feet out. It was beautiful floater, but just the quick decision to, by RJ after he got that really nice pass from from quickly, Grimes, RJ to, to Sims to make it 199. I thought that was an exceptional pass and ex- just an exceptional couple of passes. And then finish off by a good floater from Sims. Um, Theo Pinson, the former Nick, had a three-pointer to tie it and missed. And now... <laughs> the, and, now and then they fouled 
to put Derek Jones Jr. on the line and Derek Jones Jr. missed two free throws. And now the Mavs are going to apparently have another chance to tie, except Derek Jones Jr. blocked McKinley Wright's 27 foot three point attempt. I, I'm, I'm going off of like freaking game cast. And now we have a Mavs offensive. I can't do this. Mavs offensive rebound. Are they actually going to do this? No. Another miss. And now they lost the game. Mavs lose. You know, Mark Cuban, I hope the basketball gods treat you the way you deserve to be treated. That's all I'm going to say. That's a joke. Okay. Uh, Let's get to the comments. That's... mm, mm. Dominic Manzi, what's going on, Dom? How do you, what do you think of the Knicks' approach to these meaningless games versus the Cavs um, sitting, versus the Cavs sitting everyone? It feels like a major advantage that stems from the luxury of being so deep and so young. Um, I like the approach. Uh, again, like to me, if you're not worried about resting guys, which like I don't think the Knicks need to be worried about getting Emmanuel quickly or Josh Hart or Quentin Grimes. Um, you know, rest. I like that they put in RJ today. I like, get, you know, try to get RJ's feet wet before the playoffs. I thought that was good. I didn't think it would have been a good idea to have RJ go the entire last, however many weeks of the season um, without getting some action. And I think he benefited from that tonight. So yeah, I like the approach. Um, they're going to have five days off after Sunday. And again, I want to see how they treat Sunday. Thanks, Tom. Jesse M. What's going on, Jesse? Ready to accept the fact that RJ will never be a good three-point shooter. Three seasons combined, 32%, excluding the COVID year. It will never happen. Um, never say never. Um, never say never. You know, I, I think RJ... I thought his shooting rebounded last year after a slow start and then it was iffy towards the end of the season. But I thought there was a stretch last season where he shot it well from three. I don't think the, we, I don't think the, the COVID season was a complete aberration and I think he had nice stretches this year. I think it's been a, it's just been a really tough year for RJ all around and three point shooting is not something that comes natural to him. Um, I'm not, I'm not willing to write off him as a three point shooter. And I, if anybody out there is a believer in, or like still believes that RJ Barrett needs to be like, or, or can be like an all-star, they better not write off his three point shooting. Cause I, I just don't believe you could be a wing today or perimeter player in the NBA today. Um, and not have, and just like basically completely abandon your three pointer. I don't, I don't think that that's possible unless you are just like obscenely special in several other ways. And I, I don't think RJ is. Thanks, Jesse. Robert cross. It's your boy, John. Is it fair and reasonable to say that the Knicks need to get into the Eastern conference semifinals in order to get 53 wins? If so, do they beat the Cavs? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Um, 
it is fair and reasonable to say that the Knicks need to get into the Eastern Conference semifinals to get 53 wins because it would be impossible to get there otherwise. Um, do they beat the Cavs? Uh, I mean, you're not going to like this, Robert. If I'm picking the series right now, I'm, I'm picking like without knowing anything about Julius's health. I, I, I think I would have to, I think I would have to pick Cleveland. Um, it's the first time I've actually said that out loud and I don't like the sound of it, but yeah, without knowing anything about Randall's health, I think I would lean Cleveland in seven. I think the Knicks can, I think, I think the Knicks can, can certainly win. I think the Knicks, it's not like they have a 5% chance of winning if Randall isn't at full health. I think it's more like, I don't know, 30, 40% chance, but I would not. Until I see Randall, until I until I know that Randall is like Julius Randall, I can't pick the Knicks to win. If if you tell me Julius Randall is going to be back, even for Game Two, even if he just shows up in Game Two and looks rusty, I even a part of me even thinks like that might be enough for me to pick the Knicks. But like until I until I see that, I I don't know that I could do it. Thanks, Robert. Sam Garcia, the Mavs need to get sanctioned by the league. So I I said it in a reply to somebody's comment on Twitter. Not in jest, though. I was being serious. I bet you there's a part of Mark. And then and then Mark Berman speaking another Mark. Another interesting Mark just tweeted out what I was saying. Um, I think this is Cuban's small way of of. telling the league to go shove it. The league who created this play-in tournament with the overt, overt purpose of avoiding tanking. And the Mavs took that and they spit it right back in the league's face. And they said, F you, we don't care what you want us to do. We're going to do what we want to do. And um, I think that was... Absolutely, with the fact that the Knicks did not get dinged a first-round pick uh, in the tampering investigation for Jalen Brunson, I think that this was a small part of this was Mark Cuban telling the league to go fuck itself. That's my gut feeling. And um, yeah, Miss Juanon. Wow, I didn't know he had a Miss Juanon. Hello, or actually, wait, no, I did know we had a Miss Juanon. You commented once before, didn't you? Or like maybe. Something, but I knew you. Yes, I knew this. Breen said it best. Any Knicks fan should be happy with this season and where we're at, where we are, no matter what happens next. Love Tibbs, letting Sims play it out. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Sims was good tonight. Um, how many offensive rebounds did Sims end up with? Because it felt like he had four in like the first five minutes of the game, or the first five minutes that he played. Um, Sims finished the game. Here's Sims' stat line: played 29 minutes. Um, perfect from the field, three of three, four offensive rebounds, eight eight rebounds overall. So maybe his offensive rebounds were all in the beginning. Yeah, Sims is good. Um, I think Sims is like a really great luxury to have as your third thring, third string center, especially the fact that Mitch seems to get injured every year. And like you look around the league at the different big men. I mean, you know, big men go down with injuries all the time. So to have a guy like that at the very least next year and maybe moving forward, who you're going to be able to count on for 
reasonable production for whatever it comes down to 10, 15, 20, 25 games. Um, nice luxury to have. Thanks, Ms. Juanan. Busy. Hashtag fire tips. I love how busy just like doesn't even try to make cogent points anymore. He just tries to get under my skin. <laughs> Thanks, busy. Your 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 comments are always appreciated. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. Would you move RJ Barrett in the offseason and do you want him here for another campaign? You're welcome. Hashtag 53 wins. I'm going to squirrel my way out of that question by saying uh, it depends for what. Are there trades that I would move RJ Barrett in? Absolutely. Um, I'll say this. The way the Knicks are constructed right now with Jalen Brunson as the head of the snake with Julius Randle as kind of the hammer and with Emmanuel quickly emerging as a star, it makes all the sense in the world, all the sense in the world to have at the starting small forward position, a player who excels at three point shooting and excels at defense and is a, a big wing who excels at three-point shooting and excels at defense. Now, if you have one of those players, even if that player offers you little to no creation, one, they're gonna they cost, you know, $25 million a year or whatever it is. And two, that doesn't matter because you're not gonna get one of those players unless you draft one of them or you trade a, a king's ransom for one of them. So which is why the OGO Ananobi alleged price tag was like, you know, what it what it was and what I imagine it will be. If you're asking me, does that player make a lot more sense on the Knicks than what RJ Barrett appears to be as of now? Yeah. But as you always say to me in our conversations offline, there exists the very real possibility that RJ Barrett continues to improve and gets over all this nonsense and becomes what many people like yourself and others uh, think that he's going to become, which is like a, a borderline all-star player or an all-star. Um, and you don't want to sell low on that guy. You don't want to sell low on that guy. So again, I think it depends what the trade is. Um, but would I explore moving on from RJ? Yes. Do I think the team will explore moving on from RJ? Yes. 